0: coaches and consultants get into this business and some of them unfortunately buy into the the belief that you know you can't really make a lot of money otherwise you, you know you've got to be this martyr type there's a difference between serving others and becoming a martyr it's totally completely separate and what that looks like is really coming with the right intention coming with the intention to help others
1: Welcome to the Serve, Love, Lift podcast, I'm Tiffany Garvin. Years ago on a quiet beach in Hawaii, I felt the weight of the pain and struggles we all face in this world, and how much we need each other. Soon after, this movement was born to serve, love, and lift. I believe that we are meant to serve the world with our unique gifts, love ourselves and others, and lift each other up to live with joy. This podcast is here to help you heal your heart and your life and empower you on your path to becoming the best version of yourself. I invite you to listen carefully and jot down notes that come to mind, whether they come from me or from your own heart. Then share this episode with three people who you feel could use it today. I'm so glad you're here. Let's get going. Welcome to the Serve Love Lift podcast. Today we have a beautiful guest with us. Her name is Carla Cherry. She has produced for Viacom, Yahoo Studios, Comedy Central, and more. She executive produced a show with Larry King that he hosted and garnered lucrative sponsorship deals for the show Versailles with her content as well as created their after show, which tripled the online engagement for their entire company. So she's really smart and good at what she does. Currently, she's committed to helping coaches and B2B consultants create top brands and land lucrative deals. Her Powerful Accountability Group, or PAG, transforms success-minded business owners into trusted brands, one healthy competition at a time. Welcome, Carla. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. So nice to have you here. What a fun life you have led so far. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. What inspired you to take the leap from television into the coaching and consulting industry?
0: Well, a lot of things. It was around 2017. And I was working in television. I was in LA. It was a couple things. I was driving two hours a day in my car. I had a teenager at home. And those are the two main reasons. And also, I just had this fire inside where I wanted to go back to entrepreneurship. I loved... Create creating content and I love creating for TV. And when I was in the creation mode, I was the, the clock could just spin like this and I would know what time it was. But in between jobs, in between shows, you know, there's all this downtime. And when you're working for somebody else, even if you're, you know, working for this really cool brand or top production company, you're still on someone else's clock. You're still on someone else's watch. You still have to answer to You know, at one point I was answering to 10 executives. There's the the glorified side of that. And then there's the, like, I'm still punching a clock side of that. I own my first company in my twenties. And I was, I really want to go back to having my own time and being my own boss. I was helping people on the side and I just thought, hmm, let me take some time off and just kind of see what this looks like. You know, once I got my first couple coaching clients, I was off to the races and for so many reasons, but I'll give you one, one of uh, besides being my own boss again, the vibe was so cool. And I didn't expect that. Like, I really didn't see that coming the vibe for helping somebody with their business and giving them tips and tricks and tools that they didn't have before that is like life-changing, game-changing for them. Just the gratitude that poured in was so different than the vibe for TV where it's just not, you know, yeah, it's not a vibe of gratitude. It was like nose to the grindstone, 14 hours. Some definite cool people, but I liked doing a job for somebody or doing work for somebody and them just go, just be so grateful. That was just an experience that I hadn't had in a while. (laughs) And I really, I really dug it.
1: Oh, that's great. Did you feel like then you were using your gifts a little bit more fully and feeling more yourself when you got into that space?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think that the gifts are different, right? So with television, you know, when I created the After Show for Versailles, I wrote that in four days. I wrote eight episodes in four days, and writing is something I still use in my coaching business, and it's one of the top things that I use. I help clients with their pitch, and I can take their pitch and rewrite it very quickly. And so, so it's nice to be able to use the gift in two different ways. The After Show was was all about the fans. So that was cool because there's a lot of people living for that and not living for it. Let me rephrase that. They love the escapism and they need the escapism to get out of their own lives. And so there are people that were like super fans and that was really, really cool to write for them. I've never done that before and that was cool. And then for coaches and consultants, you know, when you rewrite someone's pitch, it like literally changes their business. (laughs) It's like Mm -hmm. suddenly they can sell and get more clients and speak with confidence. And so, you know, it it's attached to their livelihood, which is, which is very gratifying.
1: That's beautiful. So I see, it's just kind of a different way to harness these different gifts inside of you. And what fun to find it in a way that you could express it where you are actually appreciated for the value you are bringing in a, in a more intimate way, right? It's, it hits you at a different spot when it's, when you really feel like you're having an impact in someone's life. Totally.
0: Yeah. I mean, when they go, you know, when they're stuck and they can't sell their stuff, it's a real problem, you know, because coaches and consultants, just like dentists and doctors get into the business for the thing they're doing. And then there's this whole other side of, Oh gosh, now I have to sell to be able to help someone really convey their value to somebody else to get it to the person that really needs it. That's that's very gratifying.
1: I love it. So what are some guiding principles that you live by and why? Guiding principles
0: well, I would say in, in terms of my business, first of all I would I'll say this. I found out midway through, I would say I wouldn't say early on, I wish I had known it early on, but you learn when you learn that Your business as an entrepreneur, as a coaching consultant, your, your business, when you want to up-level your business, you have to up-level yourself. Right. I definitely figured that out. If your business, if you're trying to level up your business and your life is a mess, even if it's a mess in just one area, it is going to spill over into your business. And so I was so grateful when I found a coach that, that had the courage to say that to me, it was like, this is it. Like, you you cannot do this. You cannot go up here if you're still a mess down here. And, and, and what's really interesting is the mess down here can be in small ways. It, it doesn't have to be like, oh, you're a total train wreck. It can just be like, I want to get up early. And I've said that for a year now. And I'm still not getting up early. That spills over into your business, whether you make your bed, whether you're eating, you know, in a healthy way, whether you're getting enough exercise, whether you're having enough joy, like, so all of those things really affect your business. So as far as a principle goes, I'm not sure. It's a good, it's a great question. Like how to, let's see if I can articulate it.
1: Well, I think you answered it really well too. I think that was beautifully put.
0: (laughs) Okay. Good. Good. Cause that's, that's where I'm at. It's like, okay. I think a lot of people, you know, when you first start out, like you're just trying to get clients and then you, okay, now I want to raise up a little bit and raise my prices and and start to specialize. Right. And now once you've got that down now, it's okay, I want to make some real money, some real impact, you know, so that, that comes after that. And as far as, you know, the principles and of upleveling
1: yourself, that's, that's when that piece really has to kick in. Absolutely. What have you found that has been some of those keys that hold people back? Some of those, whether it's limiting beliefs or false perceptions of their own worth or their place in the world, what are some of the obstacles you've helped people work through?
0: Yeah. As far as limiting beliefs, I mean, number one is raising your prices, you know, coaches and consultants get into this business. And some of them, unfortunately, buy into the, the belief that, you know, you can't really make a lot of money. Otherwise, you you know, you've got to be this martyr type, this, there's a difference between serving others and becoming a martyr. It's totally, completely separate, right? And what that looks like is really coming with the right intention, coming with the intention to help others. And so I practice that in, in my sales calls. Like I literally, my sales call is an audit. I'm going to audit your offer and whether you go with me or not, you, you have that, that is yours. That is my gift to you because that is what someone did for me and it changed my life. And I was like, oh, it is actually possible to come from a service to others now that doesn't mean giving away the farm. It just means here's some things that can real that you're missing that can really, really help you along your journey. And that's my gift to you. And that, and what that does actually it's for the person doing the sales call too, because it takes me off the hook. I don't care if I get the sale or not. I'm not, I don't have commission breath. I'm not dying for that. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not, you know what I mean? It, it It creates this atmosphere of guidance where they feel truly guided and it's relaxed, right? So that it's just a more pleasant experience for everybody all around. And then also takes you off the hook. If I can't help you, I'm going to help you no matter what. I'm going to introduce you to that person. I'm going to send you that email. I'm going to send you that article, whatever you need, right? So in terms of what holds people back, which is your question, is a couple things. One is their value. They are afraid to raise their prices. And a lot of people come out of corporate and they have to unlearn because it is in physically in their body, yeah. like the way that they've been trained, right? From a little age, even before corporate, right? All the way from elementary school is your check, you're going for that next check, the check plus, A plus to get to the next level. Then you gotta get the grade to get the next level. And it's just always climbing this ladder. What does that do? That, that means that you're trying to please somebody outside of yourself, right? It means that you're, you're outwardly focused. And so a lifetime of that, when you come out of, when you physically remove yourself from that environment, and now you're an entrepreneur, even though you don't have the boss that you have to answer to there is still a mentality where people are afraid, afraid to think for themselves, afraid to act for themselves, afraid to be creative in business, afraid to bring creativity into business. There's this like sometimes stuck energy of, can I do that? And it's really fascinating to me because it's like, you're not in that world anymore, but we're creatures of habit. We learn, right? So it's habitual learning. So we have to literally unlearn that. So that spills into everything. So, yes, you can do it how you want. Yes, you can add creativity into your business. Yes, you can think big. Yes, you can charge the, the prices that um, fulfill you and sustain you, and as you should because you know people, they sometimes coaches don't look at the whole picture and, and we've got to look at the whole picture. Okay. What does it cost to live? What does it cost to, to go on vacation, to buy things for your kids? You know, you really need to factor all that in so that when you're raising your price, you're going to be able to afford a lifestyle that is comfortable. Right. And the price perception, the, the, the price value perception goes up for your prospects. As well as if you raise your price, you're going to have to perform at that level. So you're up-leveling yourself. You're up-leveling your client's commitment to themselves. So it actually helps everybody, including your family. That's one of the things I would say is, is charging what you're worth. And I never say that. Sorry, not charging what you're worth charging <laughs> what the transformation is worth to them yes that's great yeah yeah you're not charging what you're worth nobody's we're infinite beings we're you we can't put a price on it totally agree right what is the value of the transformation that you're creating for that person
1: Love that. that is the price yeah That's a great way to look at it because then it's not about anyone's individual value. It's not, it's separating that conversation of your infinite value as a human being versus your value in the marketplace.
0: Right. And even like further down, even more nuanced is really what is that person? You're taking them from point A to point B. What is that worth to them? What what kind of pain are they in? And if they're not in enough pain, then you haven't found a transformation that's good yet. Like you've got to make sure that the person needs it, wants it, is walking around, having the conversation in their head, it's keeping them up at night. That's where you want to bring transformation. And if it's not, if the pain point's not that strong, you're not going to be able to sell a high ticket price because because the, then they they don't need it. It's got to be something that somebody really needs.
1: Definitely. What one message would you give the world if you had
0: the oh my world's
1: gosh. ear for two minutes or 10, right? <laughs> what one message would you desperately want people to know? Oh, wow. Um, I mean, the word freedom pops
0: into my mind, which yeah. is, um, yeah, just j- freedom, like free being, uh, freedom encapsulates a lot. It's a big word. Freedom to me is being true to yourself, being true to the life you want to live, speaking your truth, living your truth. Um, and that to me is, uh, true freedom. And if you're not doing that in any area of your life, you're wasting time. We only have this life that we know of to live. And so what does it look like? I encourage everyone to really at least expand in your journal and think big on paper because that's where it happens before it actually happens in life. Anyway, you have to think it before you can step into it. So just think as big as you can for yourself and for your life and whatever area that means. Following your truth. Once you do that, once you have the courage to think big... Then all it is, is the daily actions to get there. So we, you know, I remember when I was younger, I used to think I, in such a huge gap between where I wanted to be and where I, where I actually was. And I had some like crazy fictitious thought that like one day I'm just going to stumble into that thing. And then later on in life, I realized, oh no, it's actually just baby steps. It's like literally three actions a day. That's it. Take three actions a day. If you take three actions a day towards any goal,
1: you will achieve it. I love it. So, when you talk about people living their truth, it sounds like what you're encouraging them to do is discover their purpose and live their purpose. Is that right?
0: Yeah. You know, I think we have multiple purposes because I, you know, I'm a mom. That was my purpose. I have. You know, I think we have different purposes at different times of our life mm-hmm. and, and different ways. So it's hard for me to condense it down to like one purpose. And also I, you know, gosh, at one point I wanted to do this and then I didn't want to do that. So I, I think our dial can change for me. Some people come out of the gate, like my daughter's an actress. She came out of the gate at five. She knew that's what she wanted to do. That's the thing she wants to do. That is it. You know, like, where's my agent? I'm like, you're five. I don't even know how you know that what that is, (laughs) you know, good for her and good for people that know how to do that. (laughs) That's not me. Like I am literally like, okay, now I'm doing this. Now I'm doing that, you know, so I don't have like one purpose except for, I think live like what feels true to you in this moment, maybe is is what. If I had to boil it down to one purpose, oh, wow. just following your heart and being true to yourself in this moment. Because if you don't, that's where disease comes from. That's where discord and unhappiness comes from. If you're not doing that, so yeah. And and it can be scary. And it can, you know, we are people are influenced around with the people around them, and and I, the one thing I would say is, you know. Be brave enough to write it down and to like sit in meditation and at least think about it and then write down three actions every day that you can do towards it. And then suddenly you're turning that dial.
1: Yeah, I love it. I think that a lot of us have gone through or are still going through varying levels of questioning about who we are and what that means and the buzzword of authenticity and vulnerability and all of that can get a little oppressive or confusing at times because people wonder, well, who am I then? And what am I supposed to do with my life? And what are the possibilities for me? I think I've seen this. Uh, have you noticed people living what they perceive to be their truth, but it's actually the truth from their wounds instead of the, the actual truth. Ooh, I love it. Mm-hmm.
0: I love it. Yeah, that gets deep. That gets layered. You want me to speak on that?
1: If you want to. (laughs) (laughs) We can we can go deep or we can hold back. (laughs)
0: Uh, okay. Well, I love it because I I think that I love that you say that because I think that, you know, you've got trauma, you've got everybody has trauma. If you're on this planet, you have some type of trauma. Like that's what I've come to realize. And that um that's just how it is. And so I think that it's life is layered. So, you know, it's like peeling onions sometimes. And sometimes I'm going through a phase of, okay, I need to work on this one layer. Like it doesn't fit anymore. It's, it's like wearing a coat that I, it just doesn't fit. Like you're, you gotta take, Take it out of the closet. But sometimes it's like hard to just throw it away, you know? So you've got to deal with, I can actually peel this layer off. So there, I go through seasons of really going into an introspective place, going, okay, I need to do this for self care right now. Like I need to focus more on inward so that I can literally take off this layer that doesn't fit anymore because you can, I, for some reason I can't just rip it off. I've got to like actually do the work. And then boom go into another season where it's, it's off. It's, oh, and you feel the growth. I don't know if you've ever woken up one day and you're like, whoa, I'm a different person. And it feels like than I was just yesterday. Like, so sometimes growth is fast and sometimes growth is slow, but it's interesting to, it's such a crazy balance, right? Balance the growth and then also your business and also your family and, so that's why, for me, when it's "What is your life's purpose?" I, I mean, I that you, that stuff used to keep me up at night. I used to trip on it so hard, like I've got to change the world in some massive way. And I think that I'm doing that, and that we're all doing that when we're just living our truth in the moment. Mm-hmm. And I think that that includes joy, yes. following your joy. I, I don't think my truth is me trying to do something really hard that's me changing the world in a way that where I'm forcing it I think it's following my joy in the moment and going okay well sometimes but you know my joy is over here like you're doing a podcast obviously you're getting joy out of that (laughs) right and you're reaching the people that you're supposed to reach in this moment right right? but it doesn't mean you know, am I, in my opinion, like, you have to be the best podcaster in the world.
1: <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, that's pressure. That's too much pressure. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right, exactly. Like, I think it can be lighter than that. You know what I mean? It could just be like, oh, wow, this one message landed on this one person that needed to hear it this exact time. Like, that's a miracle. Yeah,
1: I, I think it can come down to your intention behind things, right? I mean, the, the purpose of your life doesn't necessarily have to show up as a certain job or a certain role or a certain experience. It can be the intention behind how you live and how you show up, right? So you show up with service and you want to lift people up and you want to give them more empowerment and joy in their life and their business, right? That's an amazing, beautiful intention. And I think however you show up in your life, whatever phase of life you're going through, whatever purpose uh, you're fulfilling in that moment, that's how you show up because that's your intention. And I think, I think if people consider that, consider what's my intention in life, that might be able to lead them to opportunities to fulfill that purpose and variations on that purpose that can bring them joy, right? I mean, the the podcast is Serve, Love, Lift. Serve is all about serving the world with your unique gifts because that is fulfilling your purpose in a way. Whatever Mm -hmm. gifts you've been given, that natural love or that natural desire to lift people up, whatever that is, to me, that's fulfilling your purpose.
0: Yeah, totally. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. And I mean, I think back on creating a show for the fans, there was a, some 15 year old girl that thought this boy was cute on the show and some silly clip that I made that made her smile that day. Like that's just as much <laughs> of serving her as yes. it is serving somebody in a different way. Like, yeah, I think attitude has so, so much to do with it. A hundred percent. Yeah, for sure.
1: That's great. So have you experienced something in your life that was a huge turning point, whether it was, I mean, like a challenge, like something that was super hard that you overcame or a a profound lesson you learned in your life?
0: Yeah, um, I guess I'll just go with the first one that popped in my mind. I had my daughter at 25. This day and age would be considered a young mom. And I'd gone to NYU for film and television and i found myself back in my hometown with my daughter and then a couple years later a single parent And i thought my life was crashing down this was the world i'm a failure like i thought all my peers from nyu were you know famous and famous directors and just like living this glamorous life in la and here i was you know what did i do you know i have i have squandered it away and i was working two jobs my grandmother was helping me, you know, with my kiddo picking her up from preschool. I would go and have dinner with her and and ha- and give her a bath, and then I would go to my second job at the news station and work till midnight, and you know all this. Mm-hmm. And so that is what actually, I said, whatever this is. I think I was making eight fifty an hour in one of my jobs. (laughs) It was twenty years ago, twenty plus. Yeah, but I was like, "This is insane! Whatever I'm going to do as an entrepreneur is going to be better than this. I will sell lemonade. I don't care." And so I started my own wedding business, and I'm you know on the coast in a wedding spot, so it worked out. And I worked my butt off, and I had a friend that was an entrepreneur running a multi million dollar company that was like, "I'm going to come help you," and I was like, "That sounds great." Wow. And um, so she was. Do this, 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 and this little things like take your office out of your bedroom. That's not where that belongs. And here's how you hire somebody, and here's how you respond to an email. She changed my life. She's still my friend. She's still a rock star and one of my mentors. Anyway, she changed my life. And so, A, that kind of planted coaching for future. Yeah. Cause you you know, you need those little things. They're so small when you know them, but when someone else doesn't know them, they're huge. So, anyway, what the turning point was, I was. I was sitting there like feeling so sorry for myself. I'm just a wedding videographer and my friends are famous and living glamorous lives in LA. Like this is my brain and I'm just doing this. And then it's just crazy because when my daughter turned eight, I said, you know, I can't do the small town thing anymore. I'm a big city girl. I've got to go. And I packed up my daughter and got into a U-Haul and drove to LA. I, Wasn't sure what I was going to do because I was, okay, I'll just do weddings. That's what I'll do. Well, in LA, the margin between like high end and low end was there was zero middle. Like you either go really high or really low because the middle goes home to get married, right? Nobody in the middle stays in LA. So I hit this point where I was like, I do not want to do high end weddings. That's not, if I see one more person get married, actually I'll die. And so I ran my business for two years across country. And then suddenly someone said to me, Carla, this is your skill. You should apply as an editor. And I was like, no, I hate editing. I don't want to do it. I'm done. And they were like, this is your skill. You should apply as an editor. And that he, this is the part where the turning point is that skill opened up every single job because I, I was an editor and a writer I did comedy also. That's a whole other story. I got hired as a writer-editor. You know, first as an editor, and I did a bunch of editing jobs. And then I got to do the Think Like a Man 2 promos for Comedy Central. And then I got to climb up and eventually produce and then produce for Larry King. But it was editing that opened up the door. And so I say that to say that when you're in a situation and you have a skill, and this can be anybody, one of the things that you can do is you have that skill, you've honed that skill, you put time into it. And boy, did I put time into that editing. People don't realize these things that you did in your past life, even like years ago, you know, you can bring them forward and it can be one of your main assets, You know, just because you were doing that thing for something else that you didn't want to do or for a corporate or for a boss that you didn't like, you still have that skill. You still have that asset.
1: What a beautiful thing. So sometimes we have maybe hidden gifts, (laughs) hidden talents that we don't realize are assets that can help us find more joy, find success, solve some of our own problems. But it's, it really is thinking outside of the box, right? Going back into the past or what did I study? What did I used to enjoy? What did I experience before that taught me something powerful? How can I apply that to my current challenge? hundred
0: percent. And what I want to impart is look at yourself as your main asset. You are your biggest asset. Yes. Like as a coach, as a consultant, as an entrepreneur, you are your biggest asset, not where you work, not your credits, but you like your skills, everything that makes up you, you're the biggest asset. So when you go to put together a program or put together your service that you're bringing into the world, think of it as, okay, two things. How can I serve my target client the absolute best way possible, but also what are the skills that I have? and what do I love doing? Also bring the don't forget the joy factor. What is it yeah. that I really love doing? and then what is it that I don't love doing? and get rid of it. Right. If there's anything in your in, in your whole repertoire that you do not like doing, get rid of it. Now of course, the admin, you know, you, you know, you can like contract the, that stuff out. I'm not talking about like the necessary admin stuff. I'm talking about, oh, You're this type of, you're a marketing coach. Do you do Facebook ads? If you don't like it, don't do it. And here's why is because if you're doing that, it's going to bring you down and it's going to spill over to your clientele. It's going to spill over to your day. My whole thing is creating the most joy, creating the business that you absolutely love, Every single day, every single client, like I literally will look through my client list and be like, love her, love her, love her. (laughs) Like I've gotten to a point, love him, gotten to a point where hanging out with people that I want to hang out with, period. And we get to create that. So that goes back to the unlearning part. You know, you don't have to do anything. I invite everybody to like bring creativity to your business utilize these skills, if you can, that can help you, you know, if it's in, aligned, if it's aligned with your target client, right. if it's not, then obviously don't. But if it's something that you're really, really good at, and that can really help your target, you get to look at it, you know, like an artist and like a painting and like, okay, what do I want on this canvas? Mm-hmm. What do I want to bring to it? And what it's going to bring me joy and the massive transformation.
1: Oh, so many good insights and tips. I love that. Thank you. Absolutely. So, what brings you joy? <laughs> ah, okay. Just like in general in life. Yeah, I mean, so much of what you talk about in love is bringing the joy in. So, what are some of the things? I mean, it doesn't have to be like one main thing, but what are some of the things that you lean into that really bring you joy? Yeah. So what
0: really brings me joy is, again, my owning my own time, making my own schedule, doing what I want to do when I want to do it. That brings me, it's just total freedom. I'm a, I'm a freedom person. (laughs) Uh I
1: just powerful. Yeah. It's so powerful. Like, and that doesn't mean that I don't work hard. I work really hard, but sure. You almost have to work harder. It seems when you're on your own and doing your own thing. Yeah, to a certain extent, sure. But it's joyful, right? That saying, if you love what you do, then you never work a day in your life. 100%.
0: I still, to this day, wake up if I get to make coffee. I get to, if I want to drink 10 coffees right now, I'll do it. <laughs> so joy is to me making my own schedule. My daughter is a really big part of my life. Um, everybody knows that. So she's, yeah, that's my biggest joy. I would say uh, going to the beach. Me too. Yeah, I see your, your walkway <laughs> right behind you. Literally, like, that was mm-hmm. my day yesterday. <laughs> like, yeah. Right there, like, or my weekend. Um, so boating, I love being on a boat. I was on a boat, drove a boat before a car. I love travel. Mm-hmm. Um, and then these days, it's interesting. I feel like it's changing. Joy to me is to be in, like, going all out and just going max to the wall with whatever I was doing in my off time. And I, right now, joy is, interestingly enough, is I'm rediscovering structure and the freedom that that brings. Sure. So that comes in terms of schedule, in terms of food, health, exercise. I did 75 hard. Have you ever heard of 75 hard? I haven't. It is, and I'm on it again I'm on, I'm on my second round of 75 hard so 75 hard is a program where you work out it has all these rules and if you break any of the rules you have to start over Wow and so it's working out twice a day for 45 minutes one has to be outside can't be back to back drink a gallon of water. Stick to a diet, but it can be your diet. And the exercise can be your exercise too, is, it's whatever you want it to be. Right. But you just can't eat like junk food, no sugar, and then no cheat days, no alcohol. You have to take a picture of yourself every day. And you have to read 10 pages of nonfiction. So oh, nice. Yeah, you can't do audio, it has to be read. Um and so 75 days straight. So I did that, completed it, and then of course after it was over, like no did a nosedive into the <laughs> potato chips. <laughs> and so <laughs> like, woo! and so like, and now I'm back on it, but it's so much easier the second time. And actually, I this is probably a good segue in what I'm doing right now, because doing 75 hard, it's so funny. Like it was called hard and you think of it as like, this is hard. And yes, it was in the beginning. I did a triathlon during wow. that. I trained. That's incredible. And completed my first triathlon. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. But, it, but what I realized midway through was it's not hard anymore it's my new set point this Mm -hmm. i I created my new normal i created a set point and then i rose to the occasion and so now when i'm doing something hard again it's not hard at all like this is this is a set point i created so i'm doing that with my business i thought about when i was doing the first 75 herb what would it look like to do that for my business And so I'm doing that. This is my new set point. These are the things I do every day, no matter what I'm literally creating a new program where I'm doing that in my business. Okay. We're going to do these things every day, mandatory so that we can, we can up level to circle back around to when we first talked about in the beginning is you have to up level yourself at the same time. And that's hard to do alone sometimes.
1: That's a difficulty. So
0: yes. What do we, what does that look like if we do that together?
1: I love it. Community makes things work better. That support system, that like-minded energy, all of the yummy things that come with being in a a group of people that are helping you succeed and you can help them succeed. The reciprocal serving is beautiful. Totally.
0: Yes. And we're doing healthy competition. So, which to me, I always do better when there's a little competition even if I'm competing at like 75 hard, nobody was watching me right. I was competing against myself, you know, but knowing that it's a competition is like, I'm going to win this thing. Like <laughs> this is happening, you know? So I'm incorporating that. And it's, it's cool because I think that's where people fall off is the consistency part when no one's yeah. watching, when, you know, what is it look? you can get going for three days, five days, and then you fall off. And I still think that content is king and putting yourself out there and really stretching your voice wherever you want. LinkedIn is where I'm choosing to play these days because mm-hmm. it just makes sense because it's a strong database, you know, and people are there to do business. So it's, you can just cut through it. I like to just be you know, straight. And so content to me is still king and, and reaching out and putting yourself out there like you're doing with the podcast, sending this out into the world. It's just going to come back, right? If you, share with the world, it's going to share back. And consistency is the name of the game.
1: Well, Carla, you're amazing. This has been (laughs) so much fun. Thank you for your heart, for your generosity with your insights and your inspiring stories. And I'm just so grateful that that you would be a guest on the show. Thank you for having me. This has been so much fun, Tiffany. I really appreciate it. Thank you for asking me. This has been a joy. So the, the the last bit is yours. What last thought would you like to share with our listeners that can help them feel encouraged and loved and inspired and a little bit stronger to face their world today?
0: Yeah, I would just feel like if you can, having the courage to... Live life how you want to live it. Right, having the courage to to do what you want to do, specifically in your with your career with your job. In the beginning, it looks ugly. It can be messy. It might not make sense to anybody. You may have tried ten things already and failed. Which you know, at one point, I was I tried to sell a pet bed. Oh, Ooh, I went into the drop my. shipping thing for yeah, yeah, pet bed. <laughs> went through that phase. And I had, you know, all my friends. What are you doing now? What are you? What is, what's the new idea? You know, if yeah. you can just get through that noise, right? And continue, because it's never like I've landed. I don't feel like now I've landed. This is it. I'm just on the, this part of the journey. But I think if you follow your heart and stay true to yourself and just can live your truth, right? Whatever it brings so much freedom with the hard work, you got to put the work in, you know, there's no getting around that, but it brings so much freedom. And to me at the end of the day, it's peace of mind. It's like, I'm going to sleep. I don't wake up. All, I don't stay up all night on Sundays, like dreading Monday. The payoff is there. The payoff is there. And if you can pat yourself on the back and be, say, good job for every little thing that you do every day, that's taking a step towards really living your truth and just being your true self, you're winning. Even if nobody notices, right,
1: you're winning. Thank you so much. So how can people connect with you? People that have been inspired by you and want to stay connected. LinkedIn, right? That's the best way is find me on LinkedIn. And it's Carla Cherry. Fantastic. Thank you so much, Carla. What a pleasure. Have a great day. Thank you for being with me. Remember to share this episode with three people who you feel could use it today. Don't want to wait for next week for new insights and wisdom? Go to www.tiffanygarvin.com slash emotional healing for a free guide to help you begin healing the emotional wounds that are holding you back. Again, the link is tiffanygarvin.com slash emotional healing. It will be in the show notes as well. I believe in you. See you next week.